Welcome back to Courage to Shine with Michelle Colt. So usually I do my recordings for my episodes on Fridays. Today I am doing it on a Sunday because of something that came up on Friday that I needed to handle. And I wanted to share this experience with everyone because there's a lot of great pointers or lessons within what happened. So on Thursday night, as I was getting ready to go to bed, I noticed I was having something strange happening with my right eye. I didn't want to alarm my husband, and I figured there wasn't much I could do about it since it was later at night and that kind of thing. So I went to bed hoping that it would be gone in the morning got up, it was still there. So my husband teaches acting classes in Los Angeles, and one of the days he teaches is Friday. So he left uh, a little before 11 o'clock to go teach. I took care of some errands and things like that in the house, and I said, you know what, I think I should give my local eye doctor a call at their office and just kind of run this by them. So I went ahead and did that. And when I told the receptionist what I was experiencing, she said, calmly, (laughs) you need to be seen by a doctor who specializes in issues in terms of the retina and that kind of thing today. Uh, If you can't get into an office, then I think you need to have your eye looked at at an urgent care. Now, the last thing I wanted to do was to go to an urgent care. So she gave me a couple of recommendations of some good eye doctors in the Burbank area of California. The first office, I just wasn't able to get anyone on the line, so I called the second referral that I had and told the receptionist there what was happening. And she said they were completely booked, but she would do her best to get me in. I explained that, you know, the receptionist at the other office felt that this could be an emergency and that I would much prefer to come see them than have to go to an urgent care. So she called me back about 45 minutes later saying that they would get me in. Now, I was definitely nervous because I knew that what the other woman at the other office was concerned about was that possibly my retina had become unattached, a detached retina. It's a very serious condition, and if it's not addressed, you can go blind in a couple of days. And I'm not somebody who likes to go to doctors and that kind of thing. I try to always handle things uh, with my essential oils and supplementation and in natural ways, but I knew that this was something that I needed to have looked at. So I was definitely a little shaky and nervous. Uh, My husband and I have one car, and he was at class with the car. So I asked some friends to drive me and pick me up, and of course, they were very happy to do that. I have amazing friends. And when I got to the office, I was definitely a little bit nervous. I was using all of my nervous system regulation processes, The main thing I was using was the double the exhalation process. So I would breathe in for four counts and breathe out for eight. The nurse 
was amazing. She was funny. I told her I was nervous. She told me how much she loves the doctor that she works for, that she's been a nurse in uh, eye care for, I think, about 18 years, and that he was not only an amazing doctor, but he had amazing bedside manner. That began to relax me, for sure. Then I started to do this really neat thing. I looked at the nurse, the receptionists in the office, myself, and my doctor as the divine, as God, as love, whatever word works for you. This completely relaxed my nervous system. I went into this really, really deep place of peace. The doctor was so wonderful. I got in to see him. They had run some other tests before I actually saw the doctor. He was confident. He was kind and very relaxed in his energy. I explained to him what I was experiencing by just looking in my eyes with this very special kind of device. (laughs) Not even sure what it was exactly. He didn't see anything. Now he needed to go behind my eye to see the back of my eye and my retina. So he put some numbing type eye drops in and explained to me what he would be doing with a light and went in and did a very thorough exam on both my eyes. When he was done, he sat down and he said, I'm glad you're here. And I asked him, I said, is my retina attached? And he said, yes, it is. But you have two tears in another part of your eye. He had a model eye there. He showed me exactly what had happened, explained to me what needed to be done. They're able to fix these tears with a laser. And he was able to do it after prepping my eyes with more anesthesia about 10 minutes later. And uh, I walked out of there about a half an hour after that. There's a bit of follow-up. I have to go see him again in two weeks and then another visit after that. The reason why I wanted to talk about this in this episode is because, first off, I really went with my gut instinct and called an authority, called a specialist, because I just knew something wasn't right. And I just knew it wasn't just going to go away. And in every area of our lives, getting outside specialized knowledge is super, super important. Some of us that grew up in very chaotic and traumatic type childhoods feel like we have to do everything ourselves, and asking for help can sometimes be a bit tricky. It used to be extremely difficult for me, but I've really gotten to a place now where it's a lot easier. I'm not saying it's completely easy, because <laughs> that wouldn't be honest, but it's a lot easier. And from the moment I realized I was going to have to go to the doctor's office, I moved into this place of 
I guess the best way to say it was this place of trust. I trusted that everything was going to be okay. And then that went to a whole new level when I really saw the people who were aiding me and myself as love, as God, as the divine. It was just amazing to see what a profound place I went to in terms of feeling super present, super peaceful, empowered, and calm. This ability to move into a place where we can trust more and more is an intimate part of being able to give yourself your destiny, to live your life with a whole new level of freedom and joy and love and purpose. But again, having trust and being able to trust the world, so to speak, and the people in our lives can sometimes be very tricky for people who had a lot of chaos going on when they were growing up. And it will be one of the things I'll be going into deeply in my Dancing with Your Destiny workshop, which is happening in May. I'm getting a beautiful sign up for it. If you want more information or you would like to register, email me at Michelle at michellecolt.com. Now, the other thing I want to talk about today is the name of this particular episode. How good can you take it? This is a question that I came across, mm, I want to say about five or six years ago. And I found it annoying at first when I heard it. How good can you take it? And it's something I've asked clients. I've also brought it up at different workshops I've taught because it's such a powerful, powerful, fascinating question. As I've spoken about in past episodes, so much of the time we find ourselves in stinking thinking. We're expecting negative things to happen and that we're going to start having catastrophic thinking happening and that kind of thing. And so much of that is a protective mechanism that we came up with when we were younger to feel safe. I'm always doing more research around my work. And one of the pieces of information that I've been coming across in a couple of different places is this concept that people who had very chaotic childhoods and trauma tend to really experience life mainly through their mind and their thoughts. They a lot of times don't have as much access into their bodies and also into their emotions because of what they dealt with when they were younger. So that has a lot to do with why it can feel as though our minds and our egos are like search engines looking for something to feel bad about, something to go wrong. So this idea, this concept 
of switching your focus, I guess is a good way to say it, to this question. How good can I take it? Is very, very helpful. And it begins to put you into a direction where you are able to play with having more of a sense of well-being. Now, a huge part of this is dissatisfaction. I've had, I'd say, a handful of clients over the years, and there have been a lot of clients in the last 18 years, who just have this interesting thing a lot where they feel dissatisfied, even when really good things are happening. So I've really started to look at this in a deeper way. And what I've realized through all the research that I've done and all of my experience in working with people and the nervous system and trauma and the break in the bond with the mother, that dissatisfaction is actually a really interesting coping mechanism. If I can constantly feel dissatisfied, I won't be hurt. I won't get my hopes up. So if you are an individual that deals with dissatisfaction on a regular basis, or maybe you didn't even realize you did until you heard me talking about this, I want you to know that you can work through this and you can have more of a sense of satisfaction in your life. And the main thing or the main way to do this is by taking care of that inner child, the inner hurt, wounded child. The same thing is true if you're wanting to move into a place where you expect good things to happen. You expect things to go well. And this could be in a small situation, dealing with customer customer service people on the telephone, to going in and dealing with uh, clerks at stores and that kind of thing. Or it could be in expecting good things to happen in your career, in your relationships, in your relationship with your self-image around your body. There's so many different ways this can be applied. How good? Can you take it? And the more you work with that inner child, the easier it will become to expect and to be open to things going well. How good can you take it? So interesting. The last thing I want to share today is another great way to deal with dysregulation when it's happening with the nervous system. This can be if you're feeling stuck. This can be if you're noticing yourself feeling very nervous or anxious or angry, irritated, whatever it is. So basically, what I want to say before I move into the actual technique is that the origin of the sympathetic nervous system is found within the spinal cord. 
And this is such a great piece of information because it leads to a really simple, great way you can begin to calm the nervous system. So when you're agitated, when you're nervous, when you're feeling keyed up, you can do some spinal stretches. You can do some twists. If you like doing yoga, some cat cows. There's other exercises for sure where you are having mobility and movement in your spine. I was speaking with a client the other day, and I was sharing this with him. He's been going through a kind of difficult time in a relationship. And he said, oh, my God. He goes, that's so fascinating because for the last week or two, I have just been wanting to move my spine, move my back. I've been doing different twists and stretches, and I would always notice how much better I felt after I did that. So this is another neat way you can move into a place of feeling more grounded, more regulated. If you're feeling like, oh, geez, I keep putting off making the phone call, um, taking a certain action, do a couple twists, do some stretches. As I've spoken about in previous episodes, movement is such a gorgeous way to feel more grounded, to help regulate the nervous system. And specifically doing movement that really moves the spine is really groovy and helpful. If you found this episode helpful, I want to encourage you to follow, rate, and review it and share it with anyone you feel could benefit from it. Following me on Instagram is always a good idea. I'm always sharing tips and tricks and information there. My handle on Instagram is Michelle Colt Coach. And if you'd like to get my beautiful ebook, The Nervous System Whisperer, that's available on my website, www.michellecolt.com. You are enough, just as you are. You always were enough, and you will always be enough. Until next time.